0: You are now live, live like, and direct with DJ Suss one So it's the feature presentation, DJ Suss one So, first of all, is one of my friends, queen of radio, queen of TV, legendary, juicing the way I was a couple of days ago, the incredible Wendy Williams. <laughs> Wendy, what's
1: up? My refrigerator was so cold, it's frozen at the top. So, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta turn gotta the do temperature nice down. <laughs> uh, hi, Steven. Oh, my God. We doing
0: the real names. (laughs) You're allowed to do that. What's up, Wendy? Hi. First of all, I want to start this off because people are watching. I want to say thank you for putting me on your show and being part of your whole entire universe and world. I appreciate you and I love you always for that. So I want to start off with that. No, thank Thank you. you. I saw the documentary. You've never you've never heard me interview before. So feels funny because you're my you're my friend. You're my homie. So but I'm going to ask questions. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I feel funny because I know you're nervous and you know that I have to see you on Monday morning. And I know. <laughs> like you back. So why are you acting so stupid? Should I make you feel comfortable and show you I'm not, my I'm not ensemble? Nervous. I'm not nervous. Yeah, let me see. A little ensemble. iceberg.
0: Oh wow. Nice. Work it.
1: Little thigh.
0: Nice. Yo, look, I watched the documentary today and I watched the movie. Oh. Yo, I feel so horrible because I didn't know I thought I knew you so well. I didn't know so much about you. First of all, it's incredible. The, um, the movie's incredible. I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show. I'm not just saying that because you're my friend. It's incredible. Wendy Williams, the movie and the documentary was incredible. I learned so much about you.
1: Why do I- you feel so horrible? I, you well, know, I, I, I feel like
0: I, you know, I grew up listening to you and I know you personally. And I feel like, damn, I don't know really much as much as I thought I knew about you.
1: Well, I'm good at hypnotizing you with what I want you to know and <laughs> saving what I want you to know for a big check.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: That lifetime association. <laughs> yes. And really, you know, um, I am a say-it-like-you-mean-it kind of girl. And I hope that when you were a young boy listening to Grandma on the radio uh, oh that that um, that you enjoyed and were mesmerized by the conversation. And that I was one of the people that inspired you to get into um, this business. And there was a lot of pain, and there there still is, that goes in this business. It's a man's world. This is a man's business. Uh, It'll be that way. I will not see it change any. You know, men are still making uh, a lot more than women. You know, women make uh, 75 cents, men make the full dollar. And it's only smart women, boss women, and fearless women who make the same dollar for dollar that a man makes. And it's not me, not yet, not yet. But I live a good life. You know what I mean? I can buy what I want, I do what I want, I can pay alimony. I can make sure that my kid has, you know, a college fund and, you know, iceberg or Nikes or what. You've uh, talked to my son about the sneakers or I Mm talked to you about what sneakers to buy him and surprise him with. And, you know, um, fiscally I outgrew Kelvin and mentally I outgrew Kelvin. I don't think that I was ever on his level on a full-time basis. I have the ability to be that 25-year-old cheerleader, spirit girl. And then if you get stuck believing that that's all I am, then you'll stay stuck while I continue to grow. And that's what has happened in my life.
0: Yeah, see, I understand. The Um, the same
1: people that you work with, I work with every day. You know, you know them by first name. We all have fake names for each other, real names. We diss each other. We check who's gaining weight, who's losing weight. Who's having a cough, who we want to stay away from, who we want to, um, what'd you have for lunch? Where'd you get that? You know, we're family here at the show and you see that instantly since you've been here. I yeah, don't you know, believe that.
0: I want to say something. And this is hon- this is just honest. There's corporations that I work for that, you know, I'm not going to say names, that people that work there aren't my favorite people. I genuinely love all the people at the Wendy show and all the energy there. I'm happy to work there. And I'm not just saying that because I work there. It's it's a very good, loving, spirited energy show. So it's to almost
1: too good. It, you know, there it's it's almost too good to be true. And it's changed a lot, Sus. You didn't know what it was like before, but I'm sure you and some of the people who've worked here, you know, they've explained to you, even if you haven't asked for it, they come over to you and they say, Man, it's good to have you here. You don't understand what it was like before, or what Wendy was like, or what the energy was like, or what the lunchtime food was like, uh, you know, I demanded, see, look, I've been on seasons for 12 seasons. I called more Mercury. I'm like, we want better food. Kelvin didn't care what you all ate at lunchtime. You know, they, he cared about what I ate the best, whatever I want from five-star places. If they had to cross the Brooklyn Bridge and get me a piece of cheesecake, if you know yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. you know, shout out to Puff. <laughs> uh, but that's the way it was at my lunchtime. And now I like for you all to have the best brisket and the best, you know, burgers. And I find myself eating the same thing and taking home the leftovers.
0: When Kev was involved, what, what was the energy that I missed? You know, there's so many things was said on that movie. I don't want to say too much, but
1: yeah. you know, just well, as far as the
0: show goes, what, what, what energy did I miss?
1: Well, he would come in the glamour suite uh, first thing in the morning, you know, um, we'd be here together. He has an office upstairs. He would only like that office when he was surrounded by people. He was one of those people that doesn't like to be alone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. First thing in the morning, uh, he would come in here. He'd sit right there in that chair. He'd watch TV. Fortunately, we both like to watch our local news, you know, the same channel that we come on, Fox. And we'd watch the news. Um, We would watch everything from um, the entertainment report to the crime in the streets, to the girls' dresses, to, you know, then remind him, Willie, what you putting, you know, my wife in today? You know, nothing was ever good enough for him. He he was a label whore, so it could be the ugliest dress. But if Willie told him it was off the runway, Oscar de la Renta, something or another, uh, Kelvin would love it. In the meantime, it's cheap and cheerful $10, Willie got it off the floor at a sales rack. Um, he would come inside and he would critique Morel's makeup. You know, why so much eyelash? Why Why is it so heavy up here? We don't need the smoky eye so smoky. Um, you know, why is Wendy's hair so dark, I, or I like that wig. You know, he would compliment and destroy uh, Morel at the same time. Why are you talking to the crew? You know where the crew table is, my camera mm-hmm. people and Ellie and and i'd go out there you know i walk around here in a robe i find nothing to be wrong with that and and i and i tease you with my giggles and my laughter and we share food and, and we're family and kevin would quickly tell me to go back into my office these people don't care about me and what were you talking to my wife about and they'd be scared to say anything other than you know Uh, Well, sir, we were talking about the the, he made um, a meatloaf and Wendy likes meatloaf. And we, you you know, all right, all right, don't bring her in no food. He wasn't calling me fat. What he was calling me is better than eating crew food, better than talking to crew, better than talking to my DJ. You know, he'll give you the selection. When he was listening and paying attention, because once, you know, his office was open for business, you know, he's got the sneaker man there bringing him the latest styles. He's got a stylist bringing him the latest gear. Mm -hmm. You know, he had his own glamour suite going on up there. He's getting his hair cut. He's talking on the phone loud to people. The, The jewelers come in with diamonds, the raw diamonds. You know, which one do you want? And here's, you know, the watch, you like this one, you like this one, you like that one, the third. He's up there doing a lot. And he would buy for me just because he felt like it. But ultimately speaking, it was juvenile spending, juvenile attitude and nastiness that kept me away from closing the lifetime deal years ago. Wow. As my manager, he ruined my relationship with them until I could ruin our marriage and ruin his job here and reclaim what, what has been mine all along? Yo, Wendy, I got to
0: ask you, I'm talking to you as a friend right now, because I've been in multiple relationships. I've been oh. cheated on, yes, in my life as a young man, you know, I'm not, too, I'm not old, but I'm not young. But I've been in multiple relationships and I've been cheated on in my life, you know what I'm saying? And it was like the most heartbreaking thing, not to sound soft, but it was like the most heartbreaking thing to me. How did you cope? And I'm just talking to you as a friend right now. How did you cope with that for so long? Because well, we both, I, I we both know that I'm food. harder than you. Say it again. And we, both,
1: we both know that you're harder than me. Yes, son. <laughs> uh... And I've lived a little bit longer than you, and I really had no choice. You know, Sus, I can honestly say, if I had a friend like you, I still couldn't talk to you because you're my coworker, and I don't like those blurred lines. And I couldn't talk to my sister about it because my sister is too conservative and corny in a loving way. I'm saying she would tell me, you know, take a week off and, you know, or let me fly up there. You know, Brian can take care of the kids, Wendy and she, Kevin cheated on me, our whole relationship. You know, he cheated on me when I was mm. pregnant with um, young Kevin and yeah. young Kevin is now 20 years old. And that was the most hurtful cheat. And that was the one where I knew I had to quickly put on my big girl panties and start disrespecting the people that, loved me, and tell them you're either with me or you're not. And I'll come back around and explain to you, or I'll show you why I did it. And I'll show you who I really am and why I needed to leave you over there because I didn't need your chicken soup and a warm meal and, my, and, and a bed and a little trip with my family. What I needed was a good divorce lawyer, a good private detective, and a backbone because when those double doors open, there's only one person around here paying the bills and that's me. Is alimony about to go down. I knew I'd have to pay alimony long before I even filed for divorce. I was researching guerrilla divorce lawyers long before I filed for divorce. I did such hard research. I knew who his baby's mother's GYN was. And I had an insider in the office telling me, you know, if she was, uh, you know, had the high blood pressure or for Clemthia or whatever it was or when her when she was arriving there. And one day I did have my um, my P.I. Uh, sit outside and wait for her to arrive. And sure enough, she pulled off in the Porsche that was paid for by my money. Ultimately, that's
0: so, that's so crazy to me. Yo.
1: Well, so crazy. And, and then one day he was there low taking taking pictures because I need receipts. A P.I. cost a lot of money. Mm hmm. And he was with her. And they were walking like a loving couple. He opened the door to my Rolls Royce that he drives his his son and his wife around. We pull up to the to the outside of our, our office. The Wendy line is up the block. People are screaming, Wendy, Wendy. And just yesterday, I know that she was in this car. And I, sus, it's just, I just had to, you know, and I know Morell wanted to say stuff. He'd be the one to have to... Uh, you know, cover the pain that crying makes yeah. and that, um, you know, sleeping on your side because you don't want to face him makes. And, you know, I act I have a 25 year old spirit, but I have the soul sometimes of a 90 year old and the wisdom of somebody who could definitely work on Wall Street. And and um, I just th- that was very painful to play loving, holding hands in that same rotten Rolls Royce or Ferrari or Bentley or, you know, you know our car game. Yeah. Um, you know, his sneaker room, the closets, the ding-dongs on the phones. He was getting more ding-dongs than I was. And I was the woman of the house. Clothes were coming in from every place. He's buying them. I get mine for free because I got a shell. And you know what? Yeah. I saw the jealousy. And I knew what I had to do
0: wow and and
1: i knew what i was going to do and i knew i had to save me and my son first me first because without me being saved i couldn't save my son so i had to make sure i was good and i picked out you've been over my house yeah yeah, yeah. it's nice nice.
0: yeah nice house there's a lot of things that people don't know about you i don't know if you want me to mention it but like the way you design is amazing and all that but it's a whole nother conversation but yeah a lot of this creative
1: it's my apartment my apartment yeah you're not the high rise my the place that i plotted on getting the type of place i plotted on getting upon my divorce i wanted kevin kelvin to ultimately just regret the day you met me cuz then you would never have to go through this you know i'm living a wonderful luxurious fabulous lifestyle i can go where i want i can make friends with who i want i can buy what i want i can close the computer if i want and walk away and you'll still be here on monday because i'm charming and you love me Yes. I right? Yes. And you would just think it's a girl thing or something and you would forgive me because, you know, nobody's nice all the time, but I am nice and fair most of the time.
0: Yes. Do you? And I've never been married before. So tell me what you feel after everything you've been through. And I ask all my um, married friends and divorced friends this. Do you still believe after everything you've been through in marriage and yeah. in love?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to be between 45, but he's got to be mature. You know, he's got to have already been married and divorced, you know, um, really, his kids have got to be old enough that at least they can take care of themselves, or he has to have enough money to have a nanny to take care of him. Cause I don't want to be a stepmom. I just want to be dad's girlfriend, Wendy. You don't even have to call me miss Wendy. Don't call me mom. And don't ask me for money. If I want it, <laughs> if I want to it takes something off the trendy at Wendy table. You know, if, you know, your daughter loves Ariana Grande, this is the collector's perfume that Ariana sent me. It doesn't smell so good, but the packaging is fantastic.
0: It is fantastic. You know, (laughs) so if you have
1: a daughter and she would like this, then fine. Um, I got mine through wardrobe with the roses. Any girl would love these if she's 12, 13, uh, nine years old. I don't want to be a stepmom, and I don't want to hear fights between you and your ex-wife and, and he can, he can be as old as 65, but I don't want him to be broken down. I want him to have a harness on whatever his health issues are. And we talk about this because you have the blood pressure, you go in and out of certain things with your health Mm -hmm. and, and, while I did pass out on TV and while I am the one who based on that and based on me having to live in a rehab house that Kelvin put me in because we were married and the paperwork says. Sorry we to interrupt married.
0: you. That whole part of the, that whole sp- story of you, I didn't know about either. That was crazy to me when I saw that. I was like, what? That's why I felt bad. Like, I was like, how do I not know this? If I if I was at the show with that I couldn't have allowed that. Like, that's crazy.
1: What would you have done? Nothing.
0: Well, Honestly. I don't know the energy that was there back then, so I don't know. If, I don't know what I would have done. Love,
1: but. love. Everybody here loved me, but they felt sorry for me. They thought that I was a battered woman. They uh, physically, which I wasn't. You know, he was a lot of things. He was never, you know, a beater. Uh, mm-hmm. But he was uh, verbally abusive to me uh, behind closed doors, in front of closed doors, in between commercial breaks, out in the street, up in the club. Where do you want? Where do you want to catch a loud voice? He'll give it to you in the middle of Home Depot. What you doing here? You know. Just, he was ridiculous. And the energy was, it was good while we were doing the show because we all thought we were safe until those few times that he would actually be watching the show in his office and run downstairs onto the floor. You know, when we go into commercial breaks and you're my DJ, so you know, you're playing the music I like and we're getting down. Yeah, yeah. You've never been here when there was a full audience, but when there's a full audience and, and Marco is rocking and you're playing-
0: I was there when he, I guest was When I guest DJ, there was a full audience. It right, was Yeah.
1: right. And then, well, Kevin would run down and criticize something I said on Hot Topics and I'm sitting here at, there at the chair And Doug, my floor manager, you know, Dougie, Doug's responsibility is to make sure everything's on the floor. He has an earpiece. You count me down into commercials and we're back. You know, the cameraman, Their responsibility is to, you know, don't run off that camera, you know, don't run away. Don't be scared. Security forces here. People think that, you know, this is a, some people who don't understand bigger business think that this is a one security guard operation. This is a situation here that we have Mm -hmm. a security force and their job all of a sudden becomes all right the staff watch me and the security watches the audience to make sure they're not fighting taking pictures to try to sell to the daily news that they're not stealing that they're not falling that they're not fainting that they're okay there was a lot going on and kelvin would run down and criticize something i said and talk loud and flail his arms and you could see his body language even though the music was going and morell would come out and he like clockwork, because he knows my face. He's been with me all 12 years and the six-week sneak peek.
0: Shout out to Morel.
1: He'd come out with his glue and glue my lashes back on and and just, you know, dab, 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 pat me down, make it look like nothing happened, redo my lip gloss. Kevin is screaming at me the whole time. Damn, and man. Morel knows better, so Morel would just look down and say nothing. Morel wouldn't cry. I know Morel thought that I was still a beaten woman, and uh, you know, and that's the way that was. It's just amazing. to back. And I would smile and laugh and you would never know anything happened.
0: Yeah, I respect you more than I already respected you, obviously, but I respect you more than ever. And I, I would just think and, you know, I don't know the guy, but I, I just think he would have been different towards you after all the things you guys have been through, like with the what, you know, the multiple tries before you actually had your son
1: yeah. um,
0: and all that going wrong and yeah. building the business. Guy, I just thought that somebody would be different towards you, like your whole life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> believe me hey sus my date last night womp womp
0: really yeah, what happened
1: well I, he wasn't the one and he didn't even know it he he was he tried but black, sus, black
0: white spanish asian what black okay
1: foreign black um six feet three
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, from the tri-state
0: uh-huh. uh
1: very well educated very nice body, tall, slim, not slim, but athletic. He didn't have a six pack, but he had a good four pack.
0: So what was the problem?
1: <laughs> he wasn't for me. He was corny, like for real corny. Like he had no understanding of the culture. culture. I hear you. And, and the culture of TV, he wasn't a groupie, but he was very misunderstood. It, like He was in awe of um, of what I do because he doesn't do it. He's into something else and he does very well at, at that something what, Was he else.
0: acting like a fan instead of a date?
1: He knew who I was. He wasn't acting like a fan. He was acting like an admirer. And some okay. people might say he was trying too hard. It wasn't that. It's just that I don't have time for certain things. He just wasn't the one, Sus. I and so you. I called him, I broke up with him. I called him just broke up with to him. you. <laughs> Yo, I called him just before talking to you. I literally, I, I, I asked Bernie. I said, Bernie, this is how it went. I told Bernie we were going up to Melba's. You know, he was taking me out for dinner at Melba's. It was my pick. We went in the car service. You know, he left his car, you know, in front of my building. You know where I live. You know, it does. And we drive in, and it's raining, and it's like, you know, it's romantic, and we have our masks on, but and and you know, but we're sitting socially distanced once we get to Melba's. So I'm able to, you know, do the close up reveal. And, you know, he was like, wow, you're really gorgeous. And he said it too many times. And I was like, okay. He's I said, you're really, you're really handsome too. And I found myself, instead of looking at him and engaging in his eyes, I wasn't looking down because I was being shy and coquettish. I was looking down because this cornball might see that, I, like, I don't even want to do the fake puppy eyes. Like, I don't even feel like playing with my hair for him. You know how I dress, Sus. I had on a beige negligee.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And my fur coat that, that says "Queen of All Media" inside, and and the, the sable hood like that. Uh huh. And some furry boots, and a little tiny Airman's bag just for a credit card, my two phones, and a hundred dollar bill. And this guy just.
0: Yo, he who paid for the date? Who paid for he, the dinner? He
1: did. And okay. then ultimately speaking, Melba called up the restaurant and said, I heard Wendy's there, reverse the charges. So Melba paid. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, so I said to him, um, well, Melba is is she's she's my soul people. Do you do you have any small bills so you can leave a nice tip for this young lady who's been, you know, I said that away from her, and he did have the bills to leave her a tip. And even then, that didn't turn me on. It was just, I was just ready to go because then he said, Wow, it's good to be you, free food. And I said, Oh my I don't come God. Yeah, it sounds corny. Like it sounds corny. I don't come expecting like this. I didn't even expect you to pay because the web, the app that I'm dealing with, the woman chooses the man. So I asked him out, you know, and so I had my card, and I was ready to go. And you've been out with me before. Well, my card has been like, um, your card's not working, sus.
0: I wait, no, I paid by choice.
1: No, but you know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Not one, but two cards. Yeah, and yeah, my yeah. son calling me, asking me where the registration is to his car. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. what kind of sneakers? And yeah, you went out with me on, I said, this is just, believe it or not, sus, a typical day. And thank God you were driving or somebody else was driving. So I was able to focus and and still try to make you not want to run away and and not be not be involved here because you know, I'm the type of girl and I said this in my mind and to God and I would share this with my with my mother all the time. I would say, "Mom, if people just stick with me because you know, when I was locked away at a place that I didn't belong, because I'm not an addict, I was addicted to coke and I quit on my own. It took four days and I was an eight ball girl by myself. Yeah, that's
0: what, that was something else I wanted to talk about, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, I quit on my own because I was like, I'm 29 years old. I'm very, very popular. I come from a good family. I never shamed my family. I've never been on the cover of the New York Post with, in handcuffs, and I don't want to be. I'm about to be 30 this year, and I would like to marry, and I would like to have you know, a family, and I would still like to have this awesome career, and I don't want it to be soiled. Fortunately, I've come this far, and I've never been sexually harassed. I've never slept with the wrong person who can tell a bad story about me. You know, I tell my own cocaine story because I was the only. It became such a secret. You know, I'm not sniffing coke. You know, with that. the only thing I did, I I smoked a blunt with Red Man. Excuse me, with Method Man, while I gave him a bath, and it was a one night stand. And what? And, and he'll deny it, maybe not. You know That wasn't in the movie. I, uh, it wasn't in the movie. It wasn't in the movie because Red Man, uh, excuse me, Method Man is still very angry at me. But what? Um, for, I don't know, for, for being me, for telling the truth. It was one night we were in the club, a fight broke out and gunshots broke out. The fight was ridiculous. The whole Wu-Tang was there, but it was only meth up in the rafters. And see, that's where I'd go to observe everything because I was by myself. And he's like, yo, Wendy, because he'd been on the show before. And he was effed up. And I smelled the weed and, and I had weed, but he had better, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't roll blunts, I rolled joints because I was never really a blunt roller and they're sloppy. He rolled the blunt, we smoked a blunt, we watched the fight, we heard the gunshots, the cops came in. He was rolling with uh, you know, the car from Staten Island with the whole clan and their people. And I, I said to him, I guess I batted my eyes and, you know, rocked my shoulders, you know, hide down. Oh, I, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And I said, you know, you want to come over? And he said, yeah, I'll follow you. And I said, give me your hand. And I grabbed his hand and he, he put his head down and I put my head down. And people didn't even realize at the time it was Wendy and one of the biggest stars, the leader of the biggest group in the world, mm-hmm. just left, got in her Pathfinder and went back to her penthouse in Jersey wow. City, where she bathed him in her jacuzzi tub. Wow. And smoked more um we, You know, that was back in the Coke days. I don't remember what he did. I'm not gonna implicate him on that. I did give him- I don't him know a- if
0: I'm asking too much, but did you guys go all the way? Yes. Wow. What are you, stupid?
1: <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Yo,
0: have you t- have you told this story
1: before? I've never yes. heard this. I I wrote about it in my autobiography, but a lot that. of people don't read, so they don't understand. <laughs> a lot of people don't read. You know, I don't seem like meth's type because uh-huh. he had so many girls, and I was the big mouth on the radio. But once you get high and see the other side, and 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 you're we're in a three bedroom hardwood floor duplex overlook. I had the most beautiful view of Manhattan ever.
0: Did he bring and, the pain? Did he bring the pain? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: And Biggie. I got high with Biggie We Blue Bloods, but he was so fat he couldn't drive because the steering wheel was in the way, you know what I mean? That so was he was used everybody too, yeah. else driving. And he slipped me a number and I slipped him a number when um, they all came up there one time to interview. And my thing was, okay, this would be another good story to tell when I'm 80 years old to my grandchildren. I don't want to be with Biggie. I don't want to be in the danger zone, but I do want some stories because I am Wendy from the suburbs. I am my parents' daughter. It's a, I am my sister's sister. She would never be doing this. My stories are going to be awesome. He comes up to the station everybody let him in. People were mesmerized that he was there. He was like, yo, I'm here to see Wendy. Yo, you know, son, can you, can you leave us alone? I was about to get off my shift. I never shouted out that he was there. It was cool. Like we knew each other forever and we didn't. Um, I I could sense that he was very attracted to me and I was attracted to him in a, he was funny. He was mysterious. He was smart. biggie. Biggie
0: was pulling all the beautiful women. You know what I'm saying? Faith, Kim.
1: Listen to me. At the time, The shark bar was the place to be seen. And Mm -hmm. it was the food was excellent. The crowds were mysterious. Sometimes they got dangerous. And we I parked. I already had entree into the shark bar and you know, the free wings. If you know, like they would send them free. Sometimes I pay. I could park double park in front. I'd go in and, you know, because I was Wendy, but this was big. This was bigger. And Wendy and Big going in together was a movie. And they gave us a, a table in the middle of everything. And Big said, no, Ma, can we get one of these booths, you know, with the curtain? And so they, they were mesmerized that this is what we wanted. It's really what I wanted, too. You know, when you go in a crowd and you're popular, you just want to stick and move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So we were at the bar for a moment, having fun, being polite to the, our fans and the listeners and the listeners. And I was like, I'm with Big. And he held my hand the whole time. And I felt very protected but very much in danger you know in this, danger. why in danger i don't know this is before tupac and big but just you know because stuff happened i mean the knicks ruled the city this is when the knicks were good the knicks ruled the city and 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 it, it, you know but i was popping mess on the radio so if anybody was to get punched in the face it wouldn't be big it'd be me
0: how did the first of all how did the whole biggie altercation happen because another i don't want to give too many spoilers but i didn't know total showed up who was a bad boy artist to, um That
1: wasn't big. Anyway, so we go behind the, it was the we go team. behind the curtain and we we smoke and we talk. <laughs> and he tells me that he's I asked him what's up with Faith. I'm like doing an interview, but he doesn't realize it. And We're getting high still. And he doesn't even realize I'm doing an interview. He had just married Faith. I'm like, wow, what? wow. And it's, it's not that I'm with a married man. I feel like I'm breaking up a marriage. It's like I'm Wendy Snooper Scooper and wait until I talk about this. I'm going to let it slide out of my mouth. I said, do you mind if this slides out of my mouth in a few days? He said, no, Ma, you can talk about it. I love her. So what am out with you? You know, I'm an artist. I, You know, sometimes I want to be free and feel normal. You make me feel normal. I like you. And I said, all right, where am I dropping you off? I can't take it anymore. I've had too much information. I am too high. Uh, can you wrap this up? <laughs> and so I drove him back to Brooklyn and dropped him off at Gates and Green. Wow. And I watched him walk up the block by himself. And then slowly I saw some of his boys hop off the stoops to give some love. And he didn't even go inside. He sat on the stoop and continued smoking. And I drove home.
0: Wow. That's an amazing. That's a crazy story.
1: But he was married at that time to Faith, and I never told her that. I've told her since. I've apologized to her because I was like, look, we didn't have sex. I wasn't busting up marriages. Like, nothing like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, Biggie got cute and said that I gave him a professional. I didn't give Biggie anything but a ride back to Brooklyn and a kick in the pants for not telling me earlier that uh, he was married. That, that story was launched by me. Then all the tabloids took it and ran with it.
0: What was Faith's response to you um, when you apologized just hanging out with him?
1: Well, I was stuck at the Brooklyn Chop House in the back booth with Faith and her now husband, Stevie J. This is recent that I apologize.
0: Oh, okay. Because okay.
1: I, I knew I was working on this movie and I knew I was going to talk about it in the documentary because it's one of my favorite hip-hop stories, like being asked to be Peppa from Spinderella, uh, having one night uh, with uh, Method Man because um, it was funny, almost getting beat up by all the girls from um, Total except Kelvin, my new boyfriend at the time. <laughs> Drove up in a Lorenzo kitted 22 inch Mercedes. It was shiny. It was nice. The music was banging and he made them scatter like roaches just at his presence. Wow. And I stood there and watched because if he hadn't shown up, they would have beaten my ass. You know, I'm not a fighter. I mean, I would have thrown stuff at him, but I, you know, you can't throw the Grammy that you haven't won. Ooh.
0: What really bothered me about that story is that you said people that were in the building that worked with you was just watching and didn't even give you yeah. a heads up that people were that total was out there ready yeah, to the, start the, the,
1: the shot uh was everybody was gathered on the sidewalk, but the real shot in real life, you know, hot 97 was up on the seventh floor mm-hmm. and they had their noses pressed against the window looking down, and somebody must have gotten the heads up that you know Puffy um is sending, you know, Total over in, you know, um, you know, one of those industry vans. Uh, there was a Chinese man driving. He didn't know what he was driving into. and and But they're on their way over. They're going to beat Wendy's ass. So everybody, including Funkmaster Fleck, like everybody was, you know, looking. And I'm wrapping up my headphones and putting on my sunglasses. And I'm looking like, what's everybody looking at, Skeletor? All right, well, let's just leave, please, with this. And uh, turns out the treat was for me. That's and crazy. Kevin wasn't even. It wasn't even supposed to be where Kevin would pick me up on time because he was never on time for anything. So you know, either I'd spend a little bit of time, you know, upstairs. You know, I'd go to the bathroom and straighten my lip gloss or whatever, because you know, it was Kev. Or I would go over tomorrow's show with Skell, like what I want to do or where we're going later on that night. But that day was one of those days where Kev was on time, and I went downstairs, and he was more than on time, and he got out. The music still playing keys, still in the ignition, the engine still redone and souped up. It was loud. The music was loud. It was like the theme music to what would have been a horrible fight. The thing about growth is that he hasn't grown since that moment. You know, he still would do that kind of stuff for me. um, And I know this, but total is not they aren't those people anymore we've forgiven each other without even saying the words just through our actions and all three of the girls at separate times have been right outside this door i'm in my office by the way well you can tell but yeah yeah, i can tell (laughs) yeah they've all been audience members of The Wendy Show, you know, stand in line, come in, call up for tickets. They never big shot it and called behind the scenes because I've grown past that too. The great thing about New Life is I'm able to apologize to people who they think that I might've hurt their feelings and I'm able to explain why I did what I did and I'm able to say that I've grown since then, but I'm able to be honest and say, you're still famous. And just because we're standing here right now hugging and I'm apologizing, If I find something else about you, hey, you know what I get paid to do. But if you want to give your spin on it here, you now have my cell number or call up the show and they will take a statement from you or get booked on the show tomorrow.
0: You know, why I respect you so much, man, because it never scared you to say whatever you wanted to say on the radio. Similar to um, the only people I could put in your category is maybe Howard Stern or I don't know. You weren't scared of
1: getting fired. They asked Howard to be be in my documentary. Howard was like, no. And he made a bit about it on his Howard Stern show. And Robin was like, Howard, why do you care? Uh, You know, I, I don't know. I care. You know, F her. He called me a big titty bitch. He said I would be nothing without him. I copy off of him. He called me um, a drug addict. I mean, he really sunk to the, like, really, Howard? And Howard is still a radio hero to me. Howard and Oprah are the two people that, you know, other than my mom, that have really shaped my life. And Judge Judy. You know, there's certain people, but Howard and Oprah, you know what I mean? So it was kind of disappointing that he turned on me. And I love the fact that Robin kept it going by asking him questions well, Wendy's been here so many times and you treated him so lovely. Why didn't you just say if what you feels had to say that way, then?
0: If he feels that way, yo, Howard's a goat. If he feels that way, he should feel honored. You know what I'm saying? If that's how he feels. I, I disagree with that. He should feel honored like he that. He
1: said no, and he also made sure that I didn't uh, use his likeness, that I didn't play any of my tapes of Howard talking about me, because you know I have those. You know, mm-hmm. I am a low-key groupie. Like, I can be a groupie of yours, but not be fanning out in front of you
0: how did you ever how did you find the balls to say what you you know what you wanted on radio which made you who you are without the fear of getting fired without the fear of um you know people like total showing up or anything like that you know what i'm saying a lot of people are worried about their checks in, in, you know in the movie it showed that you got fired a couple of times you know what i'm saying
1: no, i only got fired once one time from WPLJ 95.5, it's a, a, you know, the station here in New York. I mm. didn't have a contract. I didn't see any growth potential there for me. Um, the staff was very cliquish and they didn't welcome me like family. You know how here at Wendy, we welcomed you immediately. Yes. And, and not because I said, you better be nice to him, but because I talked to you, I warmed you up as to how it is. And so you probably thought I was being fake about it because... It's it sounded like Disneyland and then you walked in and they we gave you a pair of ears and the next thing you know, <laughs> we're off. Yeah. But, you know, um, somebody has to say it and who's going to say it. And there's big money. If, if risk takers make, More money than a lot of people. You ask Howard Stern. Exactly. And I need I need this money. You know, I want to live to be 100 and I have expensive taste on something and and some things and cheap taste on the other. And it costs a lot to be me and live my lifestyle and pay all the bills I have to pay, which now it's Kevin and his family. And um, my my father is uh, he they have a very good retirement. And, you know, my father lives in and my mother lived in a condo, a piece of vacation property that I own that I bought it. To go down and vacation by myself, because I sometimes would even want to get away from girlfriends. Like, no, I don't want a damn girls trip. Um, I took Kelvin down there one time, you know, on a little romantic thing. He was really like, "Mm, okay. And that was the first place that I owned in Florida. Then I moved to, I moved it to Miami, and he never went down there. My parents would go back and forth though and you know, it cost to be me. And I, you know, I sold that place that my parents live in. I sold it to him for a dollar. No, the first place. Um, that they would snowbird from Jersey. And then when it would get too cold up here, they'd go down there. Um, I sold it to him for a dollar so that Kelvin wouldn't make them homeless or vacation homeless or take what I worked hard for that I owned before he met me. Because uh, I knew I was going to divorce him. I I, t- I had a Range Rover at the time. I took him out in the Range Rover and they said, get in the car, put your seatbelts on. You're going to listen. You're going to listen good. And I'm all hugged up on the wheel. The way you drive, you drive with the old lady position. <laughs> no. So I- Sus is hugged up on the wheel. He is a nervous grandma. Oh, and, um, God. And, you know, I told, I said, look, um, Kevin and I are getting a divorce. He doesn't know it yet. I want you to act like you are uh, Denzel or Meryl Streep or something like that. You act your way through it. And I'll let you know when the divorce is going to happen. In the meantime, you be the best grandparents and know that, um, I'm okay. And I don't need you to ask, am I okay? I don't need you to stop, you know, to give him no portions or not keep his food in the warmer, um, wig adjustment. (laughs) <laughs> not keep his food in the warmer when he comes home or not. If, if, you know, my mom's a really good cook. And when they would visit our house, you know, he, I would make requests. Mom, can you make this? Little Kev would make requests. And and Big Kev would make requests. And when he made requests, he she would make it. And every my mother was an excellent cook. And he never knew what happened. Uh, once I got everything together, I made them. Uh, I took my condo back, though. I don't know you people. I mean, you're my parents and stuff. But what if you run off with my condo and act like it's yours? You know what i mean so um i i got it back for them for the dollar and it turns out he's not that kind of guy you know when we got divorced the condo was mine then again i had a shark for a lawyer who made sure before he even thought about it you know at least if he owned half but signed something saying that they can live there no you're not going to keep your credit going on on my hard-earned money and and i don't want anything that you have i don't want anything that that has your name on the paper except for the divorce papers and our original marriage certificate because sometimes you have to have that to prove stuff but it's way down in my paperwork as a matter of fact i don't even hold on to what bernie does i don't want to look at it
0: i hear you damn yeah. man, that's a crazy story the craziest part about that story and then we're gonna get off of that was that they owned a house nine miles away that was the craziest thing That's one of the many things I said I didn't know about you. No, that's
1: not the craziest thing. The craziest thing is that one of his closest homeboys drove me to that house as I spray painted. And I was telling the homeboy how to drive. He was hugged up on the wheel. He was so scared. I never saw him so scared in my life. I called him from the city. I said, I'm on my way home and I need you to. Or maybe I was at home already. But. I was confident of the information that I had because the PI. I just got off the phone with the PI, and Kevin wasn't out in LA on the business trip on my behalf that he said he was going to do. He mm-hmm. was, um, you know, on vacation with Sharina Nicole Hudson, and so I said, "All right, good. Talk fast, talk fast, talk fast. My kid is, uh, my kid is going to be ready to be picked up from tutor, you know, after school. Hurry up, talk fast." And so I ended up calling the tutor and asking her to call him. Um, Oh, you know what? I asked my housekeeper. Uh, We got her a car so she could pick him up sometimes. But mostly I tried to do it all because I felt so bad being a working mom. You know what I mean? And on a divorce that I would do the most for my son. So look, he got picked up. He got his food. I'm whipping around, I pick up a dead fish at the fish market, real one with the eyes and the head and gutted it open, threw some onions in there, threw that, these stupid dummies, they're having a good time on my dime, taking off from our show, you know what I'm saying? Telling me you're trying to close a deal or meet with some people and that wasn't unusual. You know the business, you know what a manager does. I am the product and he is the manager, but I'm also the wife and I'm also smarter than you. And um, so I went over there and did some did some damage on the house. His homeboy drove me over there and ended up. This is the same one who I got um, a little toasted here in my office one day. Let's not and talk more
0: about it. Let, let, they're going to see it in the movie this no, Saturday. No. On I don't um, know
1: whether they see that part, but he has a circle of homeboys that are still around him that gave me so much information, more information than the PI. The PI was just the beginning. And then the bloggers and the Wendy watchers who had drones, who would send their drone over and take pictures from the top. Wow. What?
0: Yo, how did you get his homeboys to speak up?
1: You wear a negligee.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs)
1: You, you, You wear a negligee and you smile nicely and you let them know that you really do. Because I, I was in love with Kevin. I really did love Kevin, but I, I outgrow him, okay? So you're going to give me the information and I'm going to loosen you up here. Take this, smoke this. This is that, you know, the $400 an ounce. Here here you go. <laughs> Have a good time, you know? And I would always, you know, you know the weakest link. And all the homeboys thought that they, were, they got next, which is so crazy oh about me. Oh, my God.
0: Name. Are you kidding me? That's how you think they felt?
1: Oh, that's how I know they felt and feel. Oh, my God. Yes. Look, I could pick up my home. I could pick up my phone right now and ask, what's he doing? And I could get or where is he actually living this weekend? Or, you know, I, I could pick up the I, look. Which one do I dial? <laughs> huh? <laughs> which one? Where do we go with this? Or do I call my divorce attorney who is still, even though I don't pay her anymore because it's done, but she is uh, on my team and she's got her firm high, is the PI firm too. And, you know, but who has money for that? Um, Men are as catty and backstabbing as women can be. Some men and some women. And he just happens to have been married to a very attractive woman who. Um, they saw I was very good to him. I mean, who flies Snoop Dogg in on a private plane to uh, smoke the best for your birthday? What? Who does that? Damn, you weren't here at the time, I'm, but you know the story. That was the
0: type of girlfriend you was? Damn. That's amazing.
1: If you smoke weed and you have everything, who's the one person on earth you'd want to smoke weed with for your birthday? Yes, and Smith. I asked his homeboys, <laughs> and so they all knew it was happening, and they all individually said Snoop. Even when, you, the hear ones sto- that when you hear
0: stories like this, it's like, how dare somebody cheat on you? It's like, that's crazy, bro.
1: Hey, you know, anyway, and I had Snoop behind the desk in his office that day and wow. I asked Snoop not to fire up anything. I didn't want Kevin to come up the steps to his office and smell weed because nobody smoked around here. But him. Wow. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> um and when when and he was grouchy because he didn't want to work on his birthday. He didn't want when, when the alarm went off at 5 30. This my, was talking about we need to both stay home. He was calling me a bad wife. The car service was outside on the driveway waiting for us and the whole bit. He said, No, send the car service on its way. We're gonna drive then. As a matter of fact, you drive. He ended up driving and he didn't still didn't feel good. We get on this block, he sees the people outside. He's like, they will be here for you regardless. This is your show. Look, there's your face on the thing. And he he was getting, I could sense the jealousy. It doesn't say Wendy Will—Wendy uh, Hunter, it says Wendy Williams. It's the Wendy show. I'm like, Kevin, relax. The security guards knew what was happening and they were beefing. Um, we played like there was a performance or maybe Rachel Ray was having somebody cause it was hard to get up the block. And his wit was, at that time, what car was he driving? A different kind of roles was, I forget, whatever it was, something sexy. Um, And he was in a bad mood because it was his birthday and still pulling up. Everybody was Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. And he was walking fast, walking ahead of me, going into the building. And and they said, you know, Kevin, you know, something wrong with the elevator. They're about to get out and and it's being fixed. And so And he he wanted to go up the steps and security told him for security reasons, you can't go up there. there. There's a carbon monoxide situation. I mean, everybody was lying to get this angry MF. Who's about to get the divorce of his lifetime and wish he never met me? A surprise of his lifetime. Wow! He gets up there. They do the security code, open the door. That's when gin and juice. That first thing. What song do you want to hear? And Snoop had rolled like a boom. Mm-mm. Wow! Kevin was like, "Oh!" And all I heard was, "Oh!" And I didn't go up there to ruin it. I didn't go up there to be a part of it. That was some n-word. And and they did that. <laughs> and they did that. Oh,
0: oh my God. Look, in closing, because we could talk about this stuff forever. Um, you've smashed radio, you've smashed TV, you got a um star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, you got the the movie coming out, documentary coming out, which I know once it airs, everybody's gonna be like, This is fucking amazing. Is there anything left that you want to accomplish in your career? You've accomplished so much.
1: Don't forget the, the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. They're doing the Wendy um, Wax, which is a real honor to you. That's coming uh, later on this year. Yeah, you know what I want to do? I want to leave TV because I want to, not because uh, the show failed and we have to all go. I want to leave in the family way that we're here right now. I'm not going to be on forever. All good things don't last forever. I would like to teach I've talked to you about this in private, mm-hmm. um, in our private times. That um, nothing would make me feel better than to be a professor uh, in the communications department at one of our schools—Suny Old Westbury, NYU, Ford, you know, Hunter College. Oh, Hunter College. <laughs> uh, but I would like—I would like to give parents their money's worth because when I went to college and I did graduate from Northeastern University, but none of my professors had ever cracked a mic. So how are you going to tell me? How are you teaching me? And I want and that doesn't give that doesn't make you as much money as what I'm doing right now but that's why I'm working hard so that it's not a money thing so I can still maintain my lifestyle but still be able to give back. I don't want to just give money away on our show and or just write a check and send it. I want to be there, you know, kids latchkey kids are mo- almost a thing of the past. It's dangerous to have your kids go home and just sit there. They need these after-school programs. They need qualified people to look for them. You know, not somebody doing, um, you know, their community service for their probation. You know, you don't want your kid taught by ex sex offender, you know, at the after-school program, uh, teaching them how to one plus one equals two. You want a quality program. And and sus, it starts with the kids. And it starts with, you know, food being affordable and things like that. And I would like to have more time to do things like that. Right now I'm tethered to that purple chair and I'm tethered to you and the office and this show because I still love it like that. I haven't made enough money in this yet. I had to spend an inordinate amount of money, uh, $50,000 a week uh, or something like that, plus expenses to, to be wow. locked away in in a, in a rehabilitation for something I didn't have to be rehabbed by. But um, Kelvin acted like I was losing my mind, going crazy, uh, reverting back to whatever or you know, on the edge. And really, that was a very quiet place to put me while his girl, uh, that Sharina Hudson, uh, Nicole Hudson, got bigger and bigger and bigger and Yo, that's so she crazy. delivered he was over there at the place after hours we had a show to do in the morning you, me and you or, or, or the old DJ but me you know the people outside lined up the crew is here you know how early they get be- here before we get here mm-hmm. I'm locked away in Queens you know and, and he's in my room at midnight talking about crying crying with his knees with his elbows on his knees crying his, his hand is I'm like what are you crying for it's late You know, I got no windows, no TV, no life. You know, these are the there was real people who needed to be really rehabbed in there, and I am not disrespecting the addiction community, but I'm saying, I was addicted to one thing, cocaine. It took me four days to quit it, and I quit it because I wanted more for myself. Some people aren't that strong. You know, I was in that place because I was about to lay the whammy on my family. They turned him against my family because they took my phones away. They cut the phone lines here at the show. So now the whole show thinks Wendy's crazy because now they can't even use the phones. you know, so their cell phones mattered a lot. They scrambled the cell phone frequency so people, you know, they couldn't really That's hear it.
0: They,
1: they made sure that Morell, the, the Glamour Suite, wig, hair, and makeup couldn't have their cell phones in here. They'd have to lock them away. It was something else. Um, He made me get on TV and say, all right, everybody, I just want you to know something that you haven't known for the last, you know, for a bit of time I've been living in a rehab or whatever I said on TV, it's on YouTube. Go look. All right. In the meantime, I was saying that sorrowfully because Really, I was saying when he gets his divorce papers, you know what? I'm not going to even deliver it to a normal way. I think I'm going to put some drama on it, some real drama, you know, because I didn't want somebody to be standing in a suit right outside, you know, the real cornball way here. You've been served. That's easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had
0: to make it a movie.
1: Oh, <laughs> excuse me. European boxes in a fake FedEx uniform, a fake FedEx truck and two white boys, one with an Italian accent. Kev, coming out of our four-car garage house, car, the garage is lit. I redid it. It had chandeliers in it because I got bored and creative with my decorating. You know what I'm saying? It had real art in it, nice floor, cars always shiny, leather furniture, ashtrays. He could sit in the garage and talk on the phone. It was his man cave. So he comes out of the house. He was by himself. It was seven thirty in the morning. I literally was in hair and makeup when my make when my uh, divorce attorney called me and said, "Congratulations, Wendy. He's been served." I was like, "Really?" It was seven thirty six in the morning. Morell had no idea uh, why I became so happy, and I didn't tell a word. And when those double doors opened, people did not know why, why I was so happy. And what they did, because he's a sucker for for uh, a FedEx box. They walked up the driveway, they, oh, Mr. Hunter, and he was dressed in in sweats and stuff. And I told them, I said, if you see a broken down kind, not broken down, not broken down, um, but we had an infinity truck, a smaller one, not one of the fancy European ones because that's what they had been photographing him in, various ones like that. I said, mm-hmm. if you see that truck and you see somebody move it, it's still him. As a matter of fact, that's the him him that's about to go to the gym. So you are gonna get him good, all sleep in his eyes, probably brush his teeth in the locker room at the gym and stuff you know what i'm saying eat a kind bar at the gym um and get a smoothie and stuff he came outside pressed the button and to start the car and have it warm up went back inside and grabbed something grabbed the box put, with a brick in it so it was heavy right a lot of stuffing around it so the brick wasn't moving walked up the driveway hey, Mr. Hunter. You know, in the Italian accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You know, he's like the mayor because, uh, you know, uh, there's snow on the ground and the driveway's got to get shoveled. And he's complaining about that. Like he's the boss. I'm living in this beautiful house. Can you believe that? What is that? Oh, a beautiful designer. Oh, my gosh. This is straight from you see this straight from Italy, not from the short hill. It's straight from Italy. Ow. Wow. So he goes in his pocket to give the guy a tip. He goes in his other pocket to pull out his cell phone to get ready to, I guess, brag, you know, to some of his friends. And the guy was obligated to say, he says, one more thing, Mr. Hunter, one more thing, one more thing. Wow. I need your attention. One more thing, Mr. Hunter, you've been
0: served. Wow. <gasps> what? What was the? Fr- what was his first initial phone call to you? Like, what did what? He
1: what didn't the call fr- me. Th- he didn't call me. Uh, The divorce attorney called me and said it happened. And and the the process server worked in two. One, to block off the driveway in case he tried to beat up the process server. He was being filmed. You see what I'm saying? One, in case he's tried to run down the driveway and and run away from it and throw the box out the window and say he wasn't served, in which case he was served. So it was being filmed. It was clean and easy. easy Wow, it That's- turned out that while I was being miked, I did let Brendan and, and everybody around here know I served Kevin today. Just just stay out of his way. Just stay out. of. If he's extra nice to you, just know he knows it's about to go down. There's so much greasy language in there that he doesn't even know how to read that. I know he doesn't have a divorce attorney yet. It's about to go down. I called Morton Ira. I said, um, Kevin's been served today. So if you love today's show, just know you're working with the best, meaning me and, wow. and, and uh, me wanting him fired is coming right after. Wow. Wendy, Wendy, you need to take some time. You need to take care of yourself. They actually thought I needed to stay where I was. Like, are you out of your mind, Wendy? Listen, I know a lot of people who have been divorced in this business. They talk to me like they're the uncles that you don't need at the time. You know what I'm saying? Just sign the checks. You do big business and I do this stupid show and together we'll make it work. You know what I'm saying, Sus?
0: yeah i know what you're saying. Do, you, do you think he'll ever apologize
1: No, yes he has apologized but he's apologized in a way where he thinks and i do accept his apology because he's just the stupid man who did stupid things i don't want kevin back but it, it, kevin's already my friend mm-hmm. in a we are kevin's parents friend type way we've been out for dinner alone we don't you hold think y'all are
0: in. gonna be friends after saturday after this movie drops
1: Oh, it'll take a while, it'll it'll take a little while. It'll take a moment, but you always come back to the best. And (laughs) and why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Because, you know, his son lives in Miami. And if his son requests when I go down there, you know, I want to go down there a few weeks, you know, a little 24 hour visit, why not? uh, if his son says, mom, you know, what about you, me and dad go out to this restaurant? I was checking out restaurants, you know, we'll have daddy pay. Or, you know, I've been, cause he got himself a little job down there. I made him work. His father didn't want him to work. I wanted him to work. I'm like, you work, you know what I'm saying? And save your money, and, you know, put it in the account. And I see the account account as your name on it, but it has my name on it too. There's no money. That's just Kevin. You're a child. So if he requests that, then we do that. When my mother passed away and and Kevin was at the funeral and had to box everybody, we went out for dinner after that before going to my sister's house for well what they call the repast is is that how you pronounce it? repast where you have the food and you have fond memories. A repast,
0: right? I think it's before. the repast.
1: Yeah. yeah. We went out for dinner because my son requested just mom and dad. Yeah. And then we'd go over to Aunt Wanda and Uncle Brian's and Kelvin, he dropped us off there. He felt as though the day was done. He, he didn't know whether my brother was going to be there in there or not, S- you know, still fighting my nephew. He didn't want to be a part of it. He didn't feel part of the family anymore. And he's not a part of that family so much, but he is part of my family, me and Kevin. And he politely dropped us off and went on about his business. He leaned in to try to give me a kiss. And I was like, no, man. And little Kev and I, we chuckled at that as we went to the door. I said, he keeps trying, Kev. I, I never want to mislead you. We're not getting back together. But that's your dad. And today, he was a hero. If he hadn't broken up that fight, goodness only knows what would have happened. Goodness only knows what would have happened.
0: That's a whole nother conversation. You already addressed it on your show, though.
1: You yeah, agree. I had to readdress it because my brother was trying to make it like I wasn't even there.
0: Yeah, And you know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even want to talk about that, but yeah. (laughs) Well, look, Wendy, the movie, Wendy Williams, the movie, this Saturday, January 30th on Lifetime. What a mess, the documentary. I saw it. I'm not just saying this because I'm on Wendy's show. I'm not saying this because Wendy's my friend. It's absolutely amazing, inspiring, a lot of heartbreaking things in there too, but just very inspiring. And once again- I appreciate your presence in the game, your presence in the culture, your presence in radio. And I definitely appreciate you because you've given me opportunity to be part of your world. And I, I appreciate you for that. always. Listen,
1: listen, like I told you when you were hired, it doesn't pay much, but um, the love that you get will outweigh the money. If you're that kind of guy, then you understand. Sometimes love is more important than money, but you still have to pay your bills, but yeah. you will have the freedom. You know, as long as you show up one time and play my requests, in between.
0: Taylor Dane. Taylor Dane. All right. Um, Big Small Mama G. thing by Lil' Kim. You know what I'm saying? I, I know the request of that. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and now you play Big in a different way. Right. After one, after hearing me talk about
0: he's him. my favorite rapper of all time. So that story hit differently for me. That, that's why I kind of wanted. I'll Going talk to out
1: you. with him hit differently for me. Big's number two, but Nas is number one. But, you know,
0: for it, you, for you, that's a whole nother conversation.
1: We argue <laughs> and, and we will still fight. Crack Commandments <laughs> is a big song for me, but people with small minds think that that's a big song because I like to smoke crack. No. And no, I don't know all the um, crack commandments, but I do know this. Never get high on your own supply. You know?
0: <laughs> Wendy, love you. Thank you for the interview. I appreciate you. You said you want to leave TV. I hope that doesn't happen for a while because so many people love you. Want,
1: you. You, want still, you want to still come here and see me, right?
0: Yes, I want to see you. And I know everybody um, loves you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wendy's crazy. Oh, can you and
1: you breakfast um, on um, tomorrow.
0: I'm working tomorrow. Oh, wait, I'm working with you tomorrow.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Listen, um, I I don't mind a juice, but you know I don't like it thick. Introduce me to something that you shake, and I have my own straws.
0: I can show you the juices I'm drinking. I'm juicing right now, but I don't know if you'll like it. Do you clean your juicer? I'm not. I'm created. I have a company that brings it to me. A guy who does it.
1: Bernie. <laughs> you tell me I'm big time. The DJ's got somebody who brings him... What? <laughs> tell the
0: maid to shut up. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, guys. That was Wendy. I think she hung up by accident. <laughs> this is a feature presentation. DJ Sus 1. Subscribe to my channel and turn your notifications on so you can be first in line to know when I post. Turn it up. I appreciate all the love and support, and I'll see you guys here next time for another episode of Live with DJ Suss One.